happy February 1st. <laughs> I have this crazy idea that just came to me, so I plopped down in front of the microphone and we're going to give it a go. Since February is the smallest month, I want to try a little experiment and I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you join me on this crazy ride and you end up with four things a little more decluttered than there used to be. And if you just go on the ride and listen and don't actually act, you still may end up with some information that you didn't have before. And um, yeah, I guess that's enough of a hint. <laughs> Let's dig in. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, <laughs> and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Okay, I'm going to try and cut immediately to the chase because I have a tendency to be all over the place right now, and I'm going to try and zero this in. I had this idea that since February just seems like this little month. We're going to do little experiments. We're going to do four of them. And they are different decluttering techniques. I, Guys, I, <laughs> I have seen them before. I don't necessarily know who to give them credit to. They're just different ways to try and jog yourself into decluttering some things. It almost makes it a little bit of a gamifying type of a way because we're going to change it up every week and we're going to do something different. And I needed to start the first one here on February 1st because the first experiment we're going to try, I am calling little by little. The reason we're going to start it on February 1st is you're going to do a little bit of decluttering every day for the whole rest of the month and see how well you feel like that space is decluttered by the time we get to the end of the month. Because this is an experiment and by no means is it scientific. It may be a sociological experiment. Um... It's a get-to-know-yourself better experiment. Let's just, let's just say that. The four types of decluttering that we're going to do, and these are not going to give it away because these are names I have given it. And so, <laughs> so roll with me, guys. If you're here on my journey, you, you already get me, and so we're just going to keep rolling. First one is going to be called the little by little, and I'm going to introduce it today. Next week, we're going to learn the use-it-or-lose-it approach to decluttering. Then we're going to move on to the remove it and replace it approach to decluttering. And then we're going to finish with the favorites first approach to decluttering. I will suggest a location for each of these experiments. You are welcome to just go, sure, I'm all in and I'm going to do it exactly as she's outlining it. Or you're welcome to go, huh, 
that spot in my house happens to be pretty decluttered and I'm not really going to gain anything from that. So I'm going to try what she's describing, but in a different spot. And that is totally cool too. Now, here's the big thing. Once I've explained what I'm asking you to do, how am I going to gather the data? Well, I'm going to gather the data at the mercy of you. (laughs) So, So the best and most amazing thing you could do for me is to join the Joy Loving Home Podcast Facebook community by going to bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. And on there, I will have a post for each type of decluttering and I will ask you all either poll questions or you know, you can report in the comments. I would love before and after pictures, anything that you can do to say, these were my before and after type of results. These were my thoughts on this type of decluttering. Then each week I'll post new ones. And if I can get sort of the same people or I don't even care if it's different people. Again, not scientific sampling here, (laughs) but if I can get you all to jump in and be part of the data of this, I think it could be super fascinating. I don't expect one to win, and maybe one will, but what I expect is that each individual person may learn a little bit more about themselves and learn to say, hey, this actually worked really well for me, and it wasn't something I'd ever thought about before with decluttering. And if that's the case, then that's a win, and I'm thrilled for you. You may also learn that you don't like a method for decluttering. Still a win because then you know not to try it that way again. And if you're just sort of watching how it all turns out before you decide you want to jump in and try one of them, again, you're still learning. I mean, literally, isn't that all the purpose of experiment is just to learn new things as you go along? That would be my big win and goal. And yeah, let's give it a try. So let me explain the little by little approach. So the little by little approach is you are going to set yourself a timer. I would suggest at least 10 minutes. You could do as much as 15. I don't know that I would go over 20 just because I think if you're going to do this every single day for the whole month, at least to the best of your ability, I don't want you to so bogged down that it becomes something that you dread, like, oh, my 30 minutes is coming. Like if 30 minutes sounds like too much, just keep it at 20 or 15 or 10. And that way also, The results will be the same if you, you know, wake up Monday morning and realize you didn't do it all during the weekend and you're like, hey, I didn't do it on Saturday or Sunday. So today I'm going to do it for 30 minutes because it was 10 minutes every day and that equates the same thing. Check out those awesome math skills, guys. (laughs) The goal is 10 minutes every day to 15 minutes every day. But if you skip a day, then double up sometimes to get it done. All right. When, where, how. The when is any time you want. The, the where, my suggestion is your phone. And there's a whole lot of, just because it's housed in our phone does not mean that that phone is not full, full of clutter. Like, oh, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's either drowned with emails or it's drowned with text strings that you never delete or it's drowned with photos that you never go through. There's so much clutter in the palm of your hand that gets frustrating and costly when all of a sudden you've got like notifications that your iCloud's too full to do a backup and do you want to spend a little bit extra money every month to update your iCloud and sometimes that seems like the path of least resistance and so you roll with it. So what we're going to say is if we literally were going to sit down on our butt and zone out to the world by scrolling on social media or whatever, force ourselves to say, I'm still allowed to do that. 
after those first 10 minutes are a decluttering exercise. A couple different ways you can look at your decluttering in this case. One is if you choose to declutter text strings. You could also look at February as the month of love. <laughs> you could spread a little love by going all the way to the bottom first. And when you hit that first text string, ask yourself, is there anybody on here that I have neglected lately and I would love to actually touch back base with? If so, send a text and then delete that string. If not, then just delete the string. It's going to feel really good. But I'm going to give you one area of caution. A lot of times people send photos to each other on text strings and sometimes you've kept them because you're like, I don't want to get like, I don't want to lose the photo. When you get ready to delete it, there's a place where you can go. And again, I am not a tech wizard. So look this up on YouTube or something after I've described this, if this doesn't sound really help, helpful or very explanatory. But you go in and you can see all of the photos that were exchanged within that text string. You can choose to download them into your photos and then delete it first, you know, delete it after. Think about that if that's one of the reasons you've held on to it. If you've held on to one, I tend to keep ones that look like they're just phone numbers because it was some exchange I had with like a service person that was in my house and I was like, oh, I want to hold on to them, but I just didn't have time to turn them into a contact at the time. Well, that's where I will like, scroll through some random phone number and go, oh, that was the AC guy. And I will add them to the contacts as AC guy. I mean, sadly, the number of times I know a first name and their occupation, because I am horrible at names. So I will have like, Jim Painter is his name. <laughs> his last name is not Painter, but he's the guy who painted in my house. And so that's his last name in my phone. Whatever works for my brain, you do what works for your brain. So if you need to turn people into context as you're deleting text strings, if you have group texts where people love to use like the GIFs or the GIFs or however we're pronouncing that word, those things take up so much storage. If you start deleting big group texts like that, you will be amazed at how much storage opens up in your space. So text strings is one idea. Another idea is to go into your emails particularly in, you know, how it'll be segmented out as like promotions. If you will pull up, let's say, The Gap. I don't know. I'm not picking on The Gap. It's just the first thing it popped into my head. And you're like, I get 8 million emails from The Gap and I don't really care to have any of them. You can go in and unsubscribe and then you can hit search Gap and all 400 will show up all at the same time. And then you can sit there and literally swipe, delete, swipe, delete, swipe, delete, swipe, delete. Or you can hit edit and then hit all the little dots and delete them all at once. Whatever it takes. But when you delete things in big groupings like that, super cool way to feel like you don't have to think. You can just like mindlessly delete without taking notice of what each separate individual sender is. And if you unsubscribe each time you do that, I don't know about you, but it feels like I have to unsubscribe five times to get something to actually unsubscribe but at least it's another attempt at it and maybe you're you're doing future decluttering which seems super powerful right there deleting text strings deleting emails going through the number of times you have photos where there are like 435 photos from the same day guys you'll never do anything with 435 photos of the same day try very hard to start deleting anything that seems like exactly the same photo or a really blurry one, or a really bad one. You wouldn't keep them if they were hard pictures, guys. Like, just get rid of them and 
and it's less to go through later. Every amount of decluttering in these 10 minutes each day is going to feel really, really good. The thing I forgot to ask you to do beforehand, because this is going to take a month long, whatever it is you choose to declutter, try and take like a screenshot of how many emails are on your phone right now. Don't be embarrassed. Trust me, mine are really bad too. That way, when you get to the end of the month and you go back and look at that screenshot and you compare, hopefully you'll be like, holy cow, like I deleted 534 emails this month by doing just a little every day. Or, you know, maybe count how many text strings you have. That might take me a while, but I'm really bad about saving text strings. And if I can get it down to where it's all just, maybe I can get it down to 12. I don't know. I, I haven't done this before, so it'll be an interesting. I'm, guys, I always tell you I'm on this journey with you. Take stock of your before and then let's do this. Let's do this a little bit every day. I'm going to stop there because I will explain those other three each week when I come back to talk about this little February experiment again. I hope you are excited by this. I hope this is something that interests you. Hope you're going to jump in with me and join me in the Facebook group. Until then, I hope you have the loveliest of Februaries and choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a, a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at Joy Loving Home. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash community. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy.